Well, today I have one of my closest friends, Bethany Allen, who has uh, been to guest teach at Van City more than any single guest teacher in the history of Van City. What? What? <laughs> That's the way you recognize the frequency with which you teach. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like it was. <laughs> I felt like it was good. I think once you read, once you surpass, you know, five, six, seven guest appearances, at that point, you're just like a uh, an adjunct teacher, less of a guest and more of a. I show up a few times a year. Part time staff member, maybe. Well, you know, we I don't exactly like a, have the funds. A title. <laughs> Honorary. Yeah. Like, Honorary unpaid teacher. It's like how they give those people doctorates, you know? Honorary doctorates, yeah. Yeah, so maybe I should get one of those, but like a Van City version. I'd be happy to print something if, if, if that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what I want. I can't promise that it's going to carry the same prestigiousness. <laughs> Depends on who you ask, I guess. Yeah, that's true. And if it's hanging on your wall, who's to know any different? Honestly. I can probably, man. I'll whip something up. Yeah, get something going. But uh, I did want to ask you, Bethany Allen, since, and this is not any kind of uh, a claim that I'm generating just for this podcast, but uh, I've said many times, told you many times and told other people many times, you're my favorite pastor. You're the pastor I want to be like when I grow up. And... Oh. Uh, to my estimation, one of the best examples of just a faithful apprentice of Jesus. Really love Jesus a lot, and it's been a source of constant inspiration to me in my life. So when I had this idea to start asking other people that I know and love, like, hey, what are you doing to stay sane and maintain faithfulness to Jesus in this weird season of isolation? I thought right away, I'll ask Bethany. So, That's so nice. Well, you know, I got to make it sound good podcast. People are listening. <laughs> I guess it's for the people. Yeah, it's for the people. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, since I know that you have, uh, you have lots of ordinary rhythms that I've learned about over the years to your like spiritual disciplines and the way that you pray and read the scriptures and different things. And they tend to oscillate season to season. Like I know that you've told me in the past, oh, because this is going on in my life right now, here's how I pray and here's what mm -hmm. I'm doing to change but this is kind of an unprecedented thing when's the last time you can remember that no one was allowed to go and go to church or be in community or have human contact never, never. absolutely never so sorry there's a bit of delay on your end you were frozen <laughs> well that's the exactly that's the nature of this whole stupid thing is that now we have to instead of <laughs> sitting face to face and recording with uh, microphones in person we're on a zoom call so all that begs the question, what are, you, what are you doing right now to maintain some sense of stability when all the important ordinary things have kind of been torn away from us? Yeah, <clears throat> it's a great question. Uh, I think it took me, just as a disclaimer, it took me a while to figure that out. Like, so I wonder if people were on a similar journey to me that first couple of weeks I was sort of trying to do what I had always done. Or just stop doing all the things I had always done because <laughs> I was so arrested by what was going on. Um, and just now, I feel like the last week or two, I'm kind of in a healthier rhythm as far as my disciplines go. And I think the one that has stood out and changed a bit for me in this season has been prayer. And I don't think I'm much, I don't think I'm like a great prayer by nature in the sense that like you have this brilliant like system on how you pray and when you fast and all that kind of stuff. And I've tried it in theory, <clears throat> but man, 
it's not the same. But in this season, one, I felt this really strong stirring from the Lord to, to be faithful in asking him about what's happening around me. Like there's, I've just felt this deep pull of like, I don't want to miss what God's doing in this moment. So there's been this draw to prayer that I don't normally have. Um, so that was, uh, that's been a factor in the prayer space, but then also a need for wisdom because these are bananas times and nobody's an expert at all. So I've needed prayer for that reason. But I think more than anything else, I've needed it because I desperately feel like I need connection with God and not just because I'm a single person who lives alone. Um, but that is a factor. Um, I, I really feel like I need communion with God in this space of uncertainty where I've been triggered, where I've had a lot of questions about what's to come as well as just feeling grounded in my day. I just need to feel like I've connected to him. So, um, so I've been trying to figure out how to be a better prayer in this season and I do it a couple different ways. I'm not sure if I'm cheating by throwing a couple different practices into one, but why not? The merrier. You know what I mean? Just like, I might as well. What, yeah. what are you going to do? Stop the podcast? No, we're here so. now. You might I don't well think keep so, going. Tim. So <clears throat> uh, all that to say, I've just started praying more and praying differently. Now, one disclaimer about that. It sounds very spiritual. And it sounds appropriate for a pastor to say they've started really praying more. And I've heard a lot of pastors say, I'm getting up earlier, going to bed later just to pray and to be with God. And that is beautiful and true. And I feel that. But um, I don't always necessarily feel that in the emotional sense. I feel that in like the spiritual realm, but very much so less in the emotional realm, which is why I felt all the more I needed to do prayer and make that something that was really significant in this season. Because when I get afraid, I feel like I want to pull away from God and do less talking and try to manage and mitigate myself what's going on in my world. So I felt like for myself, the best thing would be to, um, to actually lean into a space where I was forced into the presence of God and that that would do good things for me. So it has done good things for me. I know it sounds a bit rambly, but um, it's kind of in my journey and my process. So here's what I'm doing. Every day, no matter how early I have to get up, and some mornings I have to get up very early, um, I am taking a walk every day. And I do that largely because I am not good at just sitting still and not um, and, and praying and just being meditative. It takes me, <clears throat> it gets me pretty distracted. I'm in my head a lot. I'm in my emotions a lot. So if I'm out walking, one, I'm moving, which is really helpful for me. And um, I feel like I process best. And I think there's a lot to that scientifically with bilateral stimulation and other things like that. Um, so I feel like I'm able to process with God differently. And I feel free for my environment. So I feel like I can actually engage with God in, in, in more creative ways. So if God wants to speak to me through nature or through the sun or through the rain or through whatever it may be, it feels like God has more access points to me in prayer, more spaces for him to bring invitation into that, that space with us. So, um, yes, I've been taking this daily prayer walk, no matter what I just take it and it takes me about an hour and that's the best way too. I just wanted to be committed to praying a decent amount of time in this season. So if I have an hour mapped out, it's helped me a ton. Just know that this is a set aside time only for God and only for myself. So that's been wonderful. And then I've also, this is my free add-in, I've been doing this 10-minute meditation. I actually started doing this before um, COVID, but I, I've kept doing it. It's a 10-minute meditation on YouTube with this lady from Australia, and she's like, breathe deeply, you know, like, That's and Australian it's oh, well, no, um, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice okay, yeah. and be glad in it. <laughs> I sound South African. That's more my bent. I don't know. <clears throat> south and South Sea. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I've been doing this meditation. It, it's actually really helped me do, I'm not, centering prayer is not something that catches my spirit as quickly. So this meditative space has been really helpful to move me into places of breath prayer or centering prayer. So um, I've kind of been doing both of those things on a regular basis, and it has been awesome. Not perfect, but it, it has been the most meaningful thing I've done to feel connected to God in this season. I think more than ever, we just need to feel that. We need to know that He's with us and working and around us and speaking. And I think those spaces have been been just that for me. Okay, so imagine that you have uh, another person that's uh, seeking your wise counsel and wondering. Uh, that's a, they, that all sounds fantastic. I would love to do that. Uh, and they are, for reasons that might be valid or decidedly less so, intimidated by the idea of getting up early and walking for an hour and praying. Or, or maybe they just don't know exactly what they would do if they were walking around for an hour praying. How would you invite a, a newcomer into that practice and like start here and try this? Yeah, so one, I'd say anyone can do the YouTube thing. And you could literally type in on YouTube, you want to make sure it's Christian meditation, but just type in five-minute Christian meditation or whatever. And you literally just go to YouTube, click it, play it, and just walk through it. And if you're like, even if you're like a really intimidated person by that kind of thing, well, just listen to it while you're having lunch and decide if you want to do it later and actually enter into it and engage it later. Um, you can kind of feel those things out. So I would say with the, with the meditation stuff, do that. Would you, if, if you send me that link, I can put it on the page totally. to this podcast at Fan City Online? I would be happy to do that. Great. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt um, you. Okay, great. So I would do that. And then with the other prayer space, I think my encouragement is, and again, not everybody's the same way. Some people can sit for long periods of time and commune with God just perfectly and intimately. But I would just say, I've been kind of saying it in this season with a lot of different things, is start with the ache. So whatever feels the most acute to you, like if it feels like wherever there's the strongest burden for people or for yourself or for your family, if there's a deep desire for God to protect and you're feeling anxious or whatever it may be, I'd say start there in prayer and do it in a way that's different than you normally do. So the challenge would just be like, start with the acute thing and do it differently than you normally do it. So if you're normally a verbal prayer, try writing it down or if you're not a walker um, or you are normally a walker and you're, you just want to try something different, do something different. Do a sitting down kind of thing, you know, in a comfortable position, wait on the Holy Spirit. I don't know. I mean, this is kind of a weird thing to ask about because there's a million different ways you can do it. I would just say it's okay. And there's an invitation, I think, in this season to be creative with how you are praying and to be open for that to look different than it normally has. So much of us have this need within us to, to try to keep what's normal, but what's normal doesn't always work in seasons of trauma and intensity like this one. So the invitation is to do what you need to do to allow yourself to be present, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Um, and for me, that means walking. It's helping me remember I am a body and helping me remember that, that the body is a part of my prayer in this time and in this space, and I need it to be so. Um, but but for other people, it can look different. You know, it could be journaling. It could be breath prayer. It could be speaking something out loud. There's just lots of small ways to start engaging God differently and meaningfully in prayer. And it definitely doesn't have to be an hour. That's ridiculous. I mean, if you're new at this, I mean, maybe it's not ridiculous. I shouldn't say it's ridiculous. Maybe you can pray your brains out. Good for you. Um, maybe you need some structure. And I think, 
you know, Josh, I don't know if you've ever shared this with your people, but you have a brilliant way of ordering just kind of what to pray for on each individual day. I know so many people who are doing that, like Mondays praying for the eradication of, you know, COVID-19. And then Mondays, you're also praying for your spouse and your kids and your parents. And then that's it. And the next day praying for our leaders in our nation and praying again that God would eradicate COVID-19 or that God would heal sick people or help whatever, you know, the infrastructure, but some of us need different rhythms of order in order to pray in this season uniquely. And I think that's my point for me. It's walking. Uh, it's really helpful for me. And I even have a little bit of an ordered schedule as well. Not as neatly as yours, but I have a decently ordered idea of what I'm praying for every day. Um, and I think the, the challenge and the hope is that you just start somewhere. We've posted the YouTube clip Bethany mentioned using on this episode at fancity.church slash online.